0: For years, Slipangle and Apex Pro have worked together to help make drivers faster. The all-new Apex Pro mobile app for iOS and Android is now available on the App Store and Google Play Store. Download the new app for free, create a user account to log as many laps as you'd like using your phone as the GPS source. Apex Pro is the app for timing your laps and logging your data at the track. With video recording and intuitive analysis features, plus the ability to easily share and compare data, Apex Pro is the best way to learn about your driving trackside. Apex Pro includes leaderboards so you can see where you stack up against other users, and Apex Pro lets you see other drivers on track in real time with the Crew View feature. Upload your data easily to FireLapse to compare with drivers using other data devices. Download for iOS and Android today by searching Apex Pro New. This episode is brought to you by FireLapse and Firelaps.com. Too often, drivers fail to extract the full performance potential out of their vehicle at the track because analyzing motorsports data takes time and can be difficult to understand. FireLapse is a fresh and intuitive tool to simplify motorsports data review to allow you to focus on reducing your personal best lap time. This year, SlipAngle and FireLapse have partnered together to help our audience go faster. Annual subscription signups using promo code SLIPANGLE or Slip Angel. We'll get 15 months for the price of 12 and a free slip angle or track tune t-shirt. Head over to firelapse.com and start letting your data be your coach. Hey
1: man. It's so hot. (laughs) It's not that bad, dude. It's nice. I was in the hoodie.
0: I wouldn't describe Joliet as the hoodie,
1: but. (laughs) I mean the black one that I'm wearing on my body. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, We're at Autobahn for the Friday or Saturday. Yeah, it's I've been Saturday. here since Friday night. It's only two day. Two day events are great.
0: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Do you remember that four day event we just did. No oh. GLTC makes the event a little bit easier, dude. What a smooth day. Pretty much, like it was pretty great. Especially the with the heat, I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't more mechanical attrition. There was some, but yep. like not a lot though. Usually, when it's really really hot, is when the drivers mm-hmm. are most amped up. Yep. And their heads aren't screwed on very well, right. and the cars break.
1: Um, yeah, the we talked a little bit more in the time attack meeting about like where people are crashing. Uh, Kyle and I, Kyle from the the racetrack, the man, uh, one of the manager guys, um, he took me for a a uh, track inspection this morning. And like we, we were, I was looking at tire lines and stuff. He's like, "Yeah, everybody's crashing at twelve now. I don't know why." Like. Coming outside, you know, you do the long straightaway, the right, the left. People are dipping wheels off to the right and looping into the wall over at 12, back over there. Um, Weird. And, and like you can see all the guardrails have been replaced. There's lines all over the place. And it feels like, it, like the track hasn't changed. And they've got 12 years of historical records or whatever, 15 years. And He's like, nobody ever really used to crash there. That. <laughs> That's <laughs> and now everybody is. Which is interesting. It makes me think like, Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like people start to make the same mistakes. You know, if you're around the same people, you start to make the same mistakes. I don't don't know. know. I mean, there
0: are a lot of drivers in our field who have been here a bunch of times, right? And I wonder if
1: this is like semi home track for a lot of people. You
0: get used to the corners that usually get people and then. You, you yeah. go faster through those, and you're getting caught up in things that maybe... And,
1: I mean, and when I'm saying people are hitting the wall, n- nobody at our event hit the wall. But, like he said, for the last four months, like, we've redone this guardrail, like, five times. Like, his members, other events, like, just people are hitting that wall, which is weird. You, you wonder if... He says people don't hit Million Dollar Corner anymore. Like, almost never. That's strange. They're hitting outside of five and turn 12. Like, everybody used to ball it up in three. Weird. Now nobody balls it up in three anymore.
0: <laughs> I mean, five is so high speed that, like...
1: Yeah. You dip it, a tire on the outside right at five. Oh, you're going back into the inside of the Yeah, wall. They, they cross up and then poking right at the wall at 100 miles an hour. You know what I mean? You're aiming at the really wrong It's really fast. And I know a couple of cars have rolled there in the past couple of years. They, like, hit the wall at a glancing angle and just start to tumble, you know? Um, but yeah. You, you, until you do a slow speed drive or a walk, like, you don't realize how close the walls are in a couple of spots here. There's good runoff in a lot of areas, but in some areas there's not. It just isn't. So weird. But yeah, I I kind of miss this place. This was a this is a fun day. I uh, I have expressed
0: privately my disappointment that we're not GLTC racing here uh, because it I think is one of my favorite places yeah, to it's watch one of a the race. Best
1: tracks to race out. What? But, but it's kind of nice not to have GLTC for for once. <laughs>
0: well, we're we're like right. This is the last event before, let's call it the summer break. It's not a break for you because you have Honda but Yeah.
1: Well, we got Hanami, and then we got NJMP a couple weeks later and then it just starts to go.
0: It's really going. Yeah, Um,
1: NJMP and then immediately, like three days later, we're at, um, three days later, we're at Road America. That's insane. And then like, or four days later, I'll be back on Monday and at Road America on on Wednesday. Golly. um, The... Yeah, it gets busy for a bit. Road, Road America and then immediately into mid-Ohio. And then a couple of weeks later into Lime Rock. I just and booked then we my, had a nice fall break.
0: I just booked my ticket for NJMP this, this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering now if I should cancel because like...
1: Because you have too much going on?
0: Well, no, I just like... I don't know. When I... It's a lot of travel. Yeah. And I know like I have the vacation days, but it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's just... It feels weird. To yeah. be, like, back to back to back, in and out, in and out, in and out, you right. know?
1: Um, well, the other op- the other option would be don't go to Road America, but that's going to be kind of rad and that's, simple. Yeah, like,
0: if I had to pick one to not Th- go to. I mean, to.
1: that event really will be, like, us working for an hour or two, and then we don't have to work anymore.
0: Yeah, day. but so it's, it's, We'll probably like, have
1: to run the dyno a bunch. Probably. So maybe we, can, maybe we can con James Morgan into coming to run a dyno or something. Um, uh,
0: but it's also going to be, like, a an awesome
1: event, I think. Yeah. I think it'll be super interesting, because... We're just a little part of it, we're going to throw, like, a mini festival in our area, and it's going to be, like, supposedly they get, like, ten to 15,000 spectators, which is going to feel like a lot. The place yeah. is going to be packed.
0: I mean, Road <laughs> America is gigantic, so it won't yeah. feel like that many people.
1: But, but, I mean, if you get, like, 5,000, 8,000 people camping, it's going to be busy. Yeah. The entire night. It'll be fun. Um, Man. I think I might buy a Predator generator for that one. A so, Lab Boy? No, a Quiet Boy. One of the little inverter 3500s. Mm, yeah. So I don't have to run my diesel generator, because there's, like... Not a lot of power we're at. So. Man, there's so much power everywhere. But but not where we're going to be. If you
0: told me, so Ashley and I were talking about potentially driving the Tesla up there. And uh, given that we're not going to have 50 amp anywhere, it seems like, I think yep. we should probably drive the van.
1: I would drive the van if I were you. And then you got a little more room. But yeah. The, uh, I mean, it's not going to cost you that much. Is she going to come for sure?
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay.
1: Um, I th- So we are basically our paddock for that. And we have 60 GLTC cars ish, and then we've got a run group of Time Attack, like 30 cars. So we got like 100 cars, give or take, you know, a little bit less. Um, when you enter the tr- when you enter the track, por- the infield portion under the the bridge by turn 14, uh-huh. we're just off to the left. Oh neat! So we're in the we're we're at like the from turn 14 up to the podium, pretty much, which is a great spot.
0: Well, I so know that we're going to be like. Um redheaded stepchild basically maybe not not necessarily but yeah, like I don't know. I we're we're third well. tier on priority probably because oh you know, for sure nascar yeah. is one and carrera then, cups two and yeah, nascar
1: owns carrera cup so,
0: so we're probably three uh when we think about things like teching cars and like where
1: we're gonna do that all down there
0: so really? we have like a little garage area we have we we there up. is a garage
1: yeah there's a covered area there okay so um and there's some power down there but it's like 110s I don't think there's any 30-amp. I don't think there's any 50-amp. So. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the, the event probably is going to be pretty cool. I'm excited about it. Like It'll be an interesting thing for us. We've never done something like that.
0: Yeah. So. I, uh, I have to say, I don't think I told you this. Um, Derby and I drove up from Louisville, yep. and we stopped for f- about five minutes to power up at uh, one of the supercharger stations. Yeah. But the... Trip cost in electricity because there's free charging here. Yeah. Um, the trip cost was $5. That's so stupid. That's
1: so stupid. It's <laughs> so cheap. Uh, have you talked about the Tesla on the show? Not a ton, no. I, don't I mean, know if we, we mentioned it, I think, and I don't know if that show even came out yet. I pre- probably not. Um,
0: um, it's got mm, twa- 2,000 miles on it now.
1: So, uh, because we're in like the thrash portion of our year, um, we're down to one show a week right now. But, and even that's hard, hard, yeah the um, we're trying to record a couple of them at events because we're at events like every week or two, and like gotta hang out with the family a little bit during the weekend or during the week, you know um, so we're at Audubon right now. Uh, we were at Midwest. I think when you might have said something on the podcast, we did one show with uh, I said I
0: was picking it up, yeah, because I, I got it the day after Midwest. yeah, we, uh,
1: we did the show with the uh, with the bad company dudes um, about their new e-commerce venture uh, shop. Badco.com or something. I forget. It's uh, yeah. it's been a long couple of weeks. Yeah, but good dudes. Um, but you were going to buy a Volvo. What happened to the Volvo? So uh, I wanted to buy a V60
0: Polestar, which is the um, highest end Volvo wagon right. that comes with factory Öhlins dampers and Brembos and.
1: It's like a car wagon or SUV ish wagon. Car wagon. Okay.
0: It's yeah. it's pretty dope, actually. I, have to, I
1: looked up a picture a while ago. I'm looking and
0: up. Renee has the like slightly lifted version of right. the same car, and it's beautiful.
1: You, what would you call it? A V sixty Polestar. Yeah.
0: And uh, I was going to try and take European delivery on one, so I had one lo- kind of local. I, I guess it was it was in the United States, and right. it was available to me because Dude, that does look good. I know. Um, I was going to buy one in February. Because the price tag the, sucks though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a big boy. Um and I declined because I wanted to order one to take European delivery. Right. Because yeah, the, the Volvo. The prog- Volvo program's awesome.
1: Yeah. We've talked about but
0: that. But the time that I needed to go, which was in August, put me like in a let's call it like a blackout period where they wouldn't let me order a twenty three because there weren't any allocations left, and right. they wouldn't let me order a twenty four because the, the opens whether well, the openings weren't available yet. Right. And so Uh, when they finally did become available, they only had European delivery option into like September, which wasn't going to work for me. And I said, "Well, what if I just like can I get one, like just sent to the dealership?" And they were like, "November, December." Wow. And I was like, "Eh, "That's too far away." Yeah. So the tax credit on the Tesla is really good right now, and I'm not an electric like enthusiast. Enthusiast, it's pretty cool. You've been
1: pretty. You've been like pretty into them when we're around them at the racetrack like you can tell that you're like oh that's pretty dope i mean it's cool Every, everybody thinks they're pretty cool it's now.
0: pretty cool when a fast car leaves the pit lane if you've been standing in Silent. pit lane for 12 hours if a really fast car leaves pit lane silently and moves away real all you quick, hear is
1: like gear noise and like a little bit of a whir that's pretty rad it's pretty cool you took and uh, the first time i was ever in one was this morning we just did like a quick rip up and down I, I, stunningly fast <laughs> like, it's oh my god it's really really I'm, fast I'm curious the quarter mile time uh, uh yes you, what what are the specs on yours uh
0: it's a model 3 performance the 0 to 60 is 3.1 which is plenty fast and um that's basically it like you don't really order it with options the only options are software yep and it mine has the the I didn't get the upgraded um like autopilot auto drive things.
1: Dude, that's a mid eleven second car. That's pretty fast. It's real fast, dude.
0: Um, Derby took it out on track for the lead follow today, and he said, Um, I'm gonna defend the car for a second. He it's a four thousand pound car, right, and right. his critique when it came back was, Wow, that's really fast. Yeah, but I expected the brakes
1: to be better. And <laughs> three hundred and fifteen miles of range. That's not a fair
0: critique, in my opinion. <laughs> it's a brand new stock car. Because any car that was going to the track any car you'd put a different brake pad on
1: right you just have this you just have two, 2000 miles on this thing 162 miles an hour top speed that's
0: fast it's really fast
1: and then 0 to 60 time of 3.1 that's stupid wow it's i mean it's cool uh, the thing that i wish it
0: had that it doesn't is a ventilated seat but everything Good. else
1: is great can you get it or no
0: no it's not an option
1: so model S plaid no, it's
0: model three performance. No,
1: no, a model S plaid. Quarter mile time and 9.3. Yeah, they're crazy. What the F, dude? 2.3 seconds to 0 to 60? It's crazy. That's real stupid, dude. And
0: um in terms of like the cost to drive it, um is is so cheap. Yeah. Like uh it's I think it's if you don't consider depreciation because right. we bought a new car right like if you don't consider depreciation it's one-third the price of driving the fit if i charge it at my house it's one-third the price of driving the fit
1: because of the electric rates yeah really yeah and the fit gets 40
0: mm, mid well, 30s yeah
1: if you're going fast it gets mid upper 30s yeah wow that's pretty good yeah wow. that's ridiculous. So uh, I, a, I like it. It's cool. What's depreciation like on
0: this thing? I don't know. Probably I mean, pretty low. I mean, I plan to, like, I plan to use it. Yeah, it you, it'll probably be a 10-year car for me at least. Like so? What's the longest you've ever had a car? Um, I had my Civic in college from 2004 to 2008.
1: Okay. So you've never had a car much longer than three or four years. Um, I mean, we had Ashley
0: Subaru for a long time. We had it. Yeah. We bought that in... Was well, like twelve, miles, and right? we sold it in twenty. Yeah. So eight years.
1: Yeah, that's a long time with the super.
0: Well, it, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like 130k on the CVT, and apparently those are known for
1: blowing up at 140k. <laughs>
0: yeah, basically. But yeah, um, we'll see. There's it's, not.
1: Is there any maintenance on those things? Uh, Tesla.
0: I mean, it has like ball joints and wheel bearings and stuff like but stuff like, that car stuff has. You don't have to
1: change like differential oil, gear no. oils, or anything. No. Valvoline makes the oldest for me. You know that
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, but Patrick from Valvoline told me that. Interesting. Um, I wonder how many miles are on like the highest mileage ones. Probably a lot.
0: Um, I feel like I saw one that crossed over four hundred.
1: Jeez, that's wild. Yeah, I I, the first thing that struck me. I mean, not to be on like Model Three talk, but Abe just got a Model Three. It's it's cool. Um, it's like part toy, inside. Like, you get in and you're like. The first thing that struck me about it is, like, this, it's real clean inside. Like, not cleanliness, but, like, the lines and the aesthetic of it. Like, I've never been in a car that had, like, everything about it was, like, super simple and clean, but classy. And then you just got the screen in the middle. Like, there's no gauge clusters. There's no curves in anything. It's just freaking clean. Like, it's like Scandinavian design feeling. Yeah. It's very cool.
0: Um, I, I I don't want to mention this person's name because maybe this is allowed, maybe it isn't. But uh, at Midwest, Tony Barber, who has run in the Model Three for a few years now, right. is we gotta, really.
1: We, we got to redo the show with him and Josh because the corrupted file. Yeah right. <laughs> we got to do that.
0: Um, has historically run really fast right. in the car. Uh, depending on the track, it can be like a really strong yeah. outperformer. He yeah. crushed everyone at Barber. Right. Um, but at Midwest a couple weeks ago, he had a massive, like, multiple big offs. Right. And generally, he's pretty in control. And he he was saying, like, he was just really struggling with the brakes of the car. Right. It's completely out of character. Like, no idea what's going on. The brakes have been bled a million times. And uh, I know one automotive engineer, and it's, it so happens that that person works at Tesla. Mm-hmm. And... I messaged them, and I said, hey, I don't know. Is there someone at Tesla we can elevate this concern to? Tony's been running the car in the class really, really fast. Uh, The car's behaving strangely. He had a bunch of weird issues at Midwest. Um, This person said, yeah, just send me your VIN. And uh, Tony provided the VIN. Mm -hmm. And on the back end, this person was able to look up what the car was doing and what the function of the abs unit was when they went off and he said oh you know the the abs pump is doing xyz it's it's in a like a fade a brake fade like fault or protection mode or something like that the abs is doing this this or that Uh, either you have a bad master cylinder or uh, there's air in the master line somewhere
1: So I think Tony said that the brakes were doing such dumb things that he basically was in regen mode instead of braking during the finals. Yeah. Because it was just not right. Yeah. Bizarre.
0: And so what Tony did do was um, after that conversation, he took the master cylinder off the car completely and like bench bled the unit. He said it's been fine since then. Weird. But I mean, that's kind of like Big Brother stuff, but also really cool.
1: So you give somebody at... Tesla itself, the VIN. Yes, and they can just pull up all the diagnostics, like an IT
0: person at a big company, right? Like you just see all the activity.
1: They have all the data from all the cars all the time.
0: I think so. Yeah. What the
1: f, dude? That's crazy.
0: It was weird, but I mean, it su- makes sense. Super helpful.
1: It's a computer. Yeah, like it's a big cell phone. <laughs> like, um, it's just really, really so super, super,
0: super helpful. And we yeah. we asked uh, if if we could get one because the strange thing about Teslas right now is that getting parts for them mm-hmm. if you don't go to a dealer is Hard. awkward. Yeah. And we asked, like, hey, can we, like, how do we get one? And the, guy, the person was like, I mean, if I had one here, I'd just mail you one, but we're, like, out.
1: Yeah. So, wild. Um, they've sold a ton of those cars, too. Yeah. So, I live right off of I-80, like, down in the south side of Chicago, right next to the Indiana border, right? And so, a lot of the transportation trucks for all these OEMs, go right past my house. Uh-huh. Every time, every single time I'm on the highway, I see at least two semis full of Teslas. So, every single time. Um, I think in
0: their, their shareholder call, yeah. they're projecting that the Model Y, which is yeah. the SUV version of the Model 3. Which is
1: still pretty car-like.
0: Um, except the F-150. Right. It's supposed to be the top-selling car in the world really? this year. Well, I'm glad I'm a shareholder. <laughs> it's. Um,
1: Wish I was a bigger one.
0: I, I bet if you were doing drives, so we drove it down to Barber, and it was super fun. Right. Um, two pit stops, about ten minutes each. Yeah. Really easy. Really. Convenient.
1: Same as a regular gas stop.
0: Yeah, and right. uh, I mean it's it's it was only like it was like 300 miles, right. right? Um, each way.
1: That's a similar drive to here, right? Yeah, pretty close. You're kind of right in the middle.
0: Um, but the the. Charging is super easy. You basically just like... You have all your payment information saved on your phone, and your phone is compared to your car. Right. So when you plug your route into the GPS, it says stop here for this long, stop right. here for this long. And so and you pull up to a supercharger station, and there's no transaction. You just get the cord, and you plug it in, and, and then you... know knows who you are. Yeah. And then you stop when it says, okay, you're done. It's not like not like, okay, it's full. It's just... You can go to the next stop now. Okay. And then you just disconnect and you put it back on the wall and you drive away. That's that's all it is. So weird. It's Um, so different. We had uh, an interesting interaction on the way here, though. Uh, Derby was kind of giving me a hard time about it, too, because I was like, no, it'll be fine. Um, We stopped at... Uh, what Exit 220 on 65, that's the big Fair Oaks dairy yeah, yeah. tourist place. Yep. They have superchargers there now. And mm-hmm. it's like 50 miles outside of Lafayette. So right. it's it's like the only spot for a supercharger. It's really intelligent that they put it there.
1: Yeah. And, and that's also a little bit of a tourist trap. Yeah, like for sure. Stuff to do if you want to stay for 20 minutes.
0: And so yeah, we made it all the way there. We plugged in and it was basically like when we plugged in, it already said like two minutes to go. And so I'm just like waiting, waiting, waiting. And um, you can see how much you're being charged on your center display. Mm -hmm. And uh, it basically said we were done at $4, um, which was like, I don't know, three or four minutes worth of charging time. And I was like, well, let's just round up to five. So I let it charge for another like minute. And then I stopped and disconnected and we got on our way. Mm -hmm. But it's really, really hot. Uh, and between there and Joliet, it was like eight miles an hour headwind the whole okay. way. Yep. And so uh, when we were supposed to get here with 9%, it went nine, eight, because mm-hmm. it's, it's predicting how much you'll have when you get here. Right, right. Seven, six, five, four, and then I get an alert. You're out of, like, you're out of range. If you need a supercharger, <laughs> you need to turn around now.
1: Yeah, because you're far enough away from any other ones.
0: Yeah, because it's like we're... I mean, Juliet, to get here from Indy's not yeah. like not on the path. Right. And it was like, okay, well, it'll probably be fine. It, like, it said we were going to get here with three. And then we got like three or four more alerts. And it was yeah. just like, okay, it'll be fine. <laughs> and so um, when we finally pulled into the lot for the track, yeah. um, I got an alert when we got out of the car that it's like this car, when idling so to speak still uses power you need to charge now and so uh we (laughs) finally
1: gonna die (laughs) we
0: we rolled into the the tech garage and i plugged in right away and i was like okay great Mm -hmm. back to being normal
1: that's so different man like it's so different the
0: total cost for me to drive here was five dollars
1: that's pretty cool that's pretty cool um yeah interesting little car i've never been in one this morning was the only time i've ever been in one um, uh, I could see like 10 years ago, I would have said, T- no way. Ain't no way. Right. I could totally see it. Um, I could totally see it.
0: Well, like my daily commute, it's like, okay, it's about 50 miles and right. it's 25 each direction. Like I don't need Who to cares? buy gas to do that.
1: Do you plug it in every night or no? Yeah. It says to, yeah, that's yeah. what it, it asks you to plug it in.
0: Yeah. It says you should charge it every night. Um, it says that for your daily or general use, you mm-hmm. should charge the battery up between uh, like 65 and 80%. Right. So you don't have to top it off. You just keep it in that range to keep the battery in good condition. When you want to take a long trip the next mm-hmm. day, yeah. just swipe up on your phone to 100 and it just charges up and then it's ready to go the next morning. Okay.
1: So it actually won't 100% charge it unless you tell it to. Correct.
0: Interesting. So you you basically just set your charge level on your phone. Crazy. Um.
1: And it's what, so crazy. It's man. weird. It, but it it works. I'm so used to all this like ancient old mechanical stuff. diesel stuff. Yeah. And like my Honda Fit is like my Honda Fit's actually like the fanciest car I've ever owned. personally. Now you have a Lexus. It's my wife's car. It's a 2015 though. You know how old a 2015 Lexus is? Yeah. It's an eight year old car. It's basically the same as a 2010. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, it's a nice car. I really like it. Uh, especially now that I did brakes on it and tires and balance things and stuff. Nice car.
0: Derby uh, drove it during the... Oh, I, I said that already. He yeah, drove it during the lead follow. Lead follow. Um, he did not shred tires. But I do have one other story. Um, in my life, I have never, ever curbed a wheel.
1: Yeah. Fail. Till Thursday. The other day. Where was it?
0: I was at a Kroger. And um, you know how like they put sometimes <laughs> those... Um, it's not really an island, but like um, in your... Parking lot area. You might park in a spot that, instead of a parking spot right next to you, right. it's like curbed. Right. Um. Well, I parked there and some I little backed
1: green space thing. Kind of, yeah. Day.
0: And I just backed out the wrong direction, so I cut the wheel to go the other way. What a
1: fucking dork! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what you said? You're going to get different wheels for it? What are yeah. You gonna
0: do? I think I'm going to ask Jackie to sell me some Titan Sevens. Okay. Um. I don't. I mean, I don't think that a 20 inch wheel on a car like that makes right. any
1: sense. That's a lot. Of wheel and not a lot of tire.
0: It's not much tire
1: and... Probably ride a lot nicer in eighteen. It
0: will ride better. The tires will be cheaper 100%. and the
1: range will be better. I put my, my wife's 19s back on her Lexus versus the 17-inch snow tires I had on it. Mm-hmm. Noticeably slower mm-hmm. and does not ride as nice. Yeah. Like, it's wild.
0: Um, Engineering Explained, who I really enjoy, uh, did a video that shows the math on, like, what you get if you reduce the wheel size by two inches and it's a lot um and that's why i don't think that like the new prius i think the new prius put a giant wheel on Mm. i think it was like a 20 on their prius and i was like
1: why yeah the
0: the, generally the kind of people that want priuses would benefit or enjoy the extra efficiency put
1: a 16 on it you know? Or an
0: eighteen. Yeah. an eighteen is a good size wheel because there's plenty of tire offerings. Tire the- is lighter
1: than aluminum almost always. Yeah, but also like it just rides nicer. Yeah, like you just gotta have a little sidewall give. Yep. But uh, I do kind of like it that fitment and aesthetics of cars. Fitment on wheels is like getting better than the '90s and 2000s. You know, sure. Uh, and aesthetics are like selling cars. Like, look at that new Prius. That thing is freaking. It's sick. dope. I've
0: seen one in person. Yeah, it's cool. it looks great. Like, it looks stupid good.
1: It yep. needs, like, half an inch of lowering, and it's, like, perfect. Uh, I do like that that is a thing because, it, do you remember, like, all the Chevys and Fords and, like, everything except for a BMW from, like, 95 to, like, now? The fitment sucked. You yep. way too much wheel gap. Like, even a C8 Corvette, way too much wheel gap. Wheels could be an inch wider. Like sure. There's so much that, like, just make it look better. Make it look like Ferrari. Yeah right. Like make it look like even an E46, they were like really good out of the box. Yeah, uh, yeah. They like ever like your Chevy Impala had three inches of inboard wheel. You know, like what are you guys doing? Make it look cooler. You already stole the R34 taillights. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that, I do kind of like that, but that cars look they look a little bit more modified from the factory, but on average, but not everything. But
0: I uh, did just take a ride. Uh, with Emma to go get pizza in yeah. the Cayman GTS. Yeah. Uh, what a car. Pretty cool car. It's, it's the what? Turbo 4.
1: Yeah. What
0: a rowdy little car. What
1: do they sound like? Awesome. Do they sound subaru No,
0: they. I mean, they, they sound like distinctly different, yeah. but also still throaty.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: That's um, uh, Tom Hilly's car?
1: It's cool, man. Yeah. Pretty neat car. Um,
0: yeah. It's pretty cool. Where's the Aurelios around here? Uh, in Joliet. Like so we in went in the city. Yeah, I can't uh, remember across what that? that now toll bridge. I
1: guess. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a nice way to actually get in here off of eighty. Yeah, you go it, down like one exit past where it tells you. Yep. From the east and like that's a pretty nice way to get in here. It's fast nice and smooth. Yeah, and like the road coming in here to the, like the big intersection off to super the, fast. Yeah, real smooth too.
0: I always get turned around when we come here.
1: That's the way I came in the other night. I uh, I went up to Gridlife office on. Thursday night, brought all the merch, brought registration, the box office stuff, all the POS systems. Um, got here like at ten thirty or eleven, and it sent me down fifty five out of Chicago to three fifty or fifty five out of Chicago to eighty, and that's the first exit that sends you off. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, it's pretty nice when it comes. So, yeah, especially if you're coming from the west. Even if you're coming from the east, don't get off at fifty three. It's so bad. It's yeah. the worst road maybe ever. <laughs> but. On the way out, I'm just gonna like, go that way. It's so bad.
0: Um. So we've got now, uh, autobonds finishing up. This will probably come out in several weeks. But the next event is NJMP. Is that right?
1: Well, Hanami and then NJ. So NJ. Well, when in like when is month. Road America? End of July. Okay. So NJMP is in like what three weeks? Four weeks? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta look at the calendar.
0: You and I were talking about like. Probably, if you're listening to the show, you might not be thinking about some of the logistics that have to happen in order to make a grid life event work. Yeah. So
1: crap going everywhere.
0: Yeah, crap moves around a lot, and I ended up taking like an entire carload full of stuff with me to uh, Barber from Midwest and kept it for a week so that we could take it to Barber, which included. $50,000 $50,000 worth of transponders and timing equipment
1: yeah, and you're going to charge it up midweek
0: You can charge it up midweek, load the car up. The car is basically full. We take it to barber yep. and then I come back, unload the car completely so that we can use the car again. Cause it was full, full yep. and charge the transponders up again and then bring them all back here. Yeah. But there are events on the calendar this year where we're going to be like back to back to back. Heartland
1: and, is a week before Willow. And yep. things like that.
0: Yeah. And so now you have transponders that, they're yeah you could ship them that's not really the concern
1: so one of my thoughts with that is we do have a blue yeti system that we could like just leave in the bus or in the trailer and we could like put our transponders in the trailer and they could just charge on the way to willow Uh, uh hold on what's a blue yeti system it's like a big battery pack thing okay like the size of a generator okay um but probably somebody just gets there early, plugs them in, 14 no, hours later. So is fine.
0: Let's, let's talk about what happens after Heartland. Yeah. Like what?
1: The rig moves west. The trailer. The, the trailer. From, from Heartland to Willow. So the trailer will going be going,
0: going, to. going to Heartland. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Makes so, the most sense.
0: Got it. So then um, it'll basically just it's be still sh- at directly driven from Heartland to yeah. Willow.
1: Yeah. And I think we get all the transponders back. We we charge them overnight, and we put them in the trailer, and we top them off at Willow. That's my current thought. Yeah, so, and then everything is with everything. So,
0: so the reason I'm especially concerned with this is that you could say, well, you could just ship them UPS. Um, you no, could, no and you could insure them if they got lost. That's not really the problem. Mm-hmm. the The problem is if they were lost, yep. how do you run an event?
1: My my number one thing for years and years we rented transponders, right? Because it costs a lot of money. To, We saved up for years to buy these things. Right. Um, We rented them from GP. And then, I mean, do you remember that the first event after COVID started? Yes. We had the May. It was like May or June. uh, And you had to
0: go to the UPS and like. We like
1: literally dug through semi-trailers because like UPS was like half on strike. There was riots in Chicago. Everything. Like they were three days behind the transponders. And I knew where, I knew the lot they were in. How did you know? Because UPS told me. The lot was next, it was like a block from my, or a mile from my house. And I, w- I waited in the line for an hour, outdoors, you know, with a mask on.
0: Picking, hold on. If you've never lived in Chicago, um, I picked up uh, packages on the north side of Chicago, right. in on like the north side UPS. Um if you live in an apartment especially, most of the time the packages would not get dropped at your door. Yeah, right. They would be held on location. And you had to go get them. And it was a grumpy old lady most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it could be like 45 minutes of digging for them to find your package.
1: Right. This was, like, they didn't want to help me. And I said, I have a really big event that I have to run and I need those three boxes. Like, I need them right now. It took so long. And then I charged. I'm kind of
0: surprised they let you even look for them.
1: It, like, I found the right guy at the right time, and then I charged them for like four hours on the way there with a generator that, unbeknownst to me, had ran out of coolant. I remember, and it was choo choo in the entire way. And that same generator is still fine. Props to Kubota in the '90s. Holy crap! Like amazing. It had like a leaky black, like a freeze plug, and it had seeped out, but it was seeping at such a slow rate that it was evaporating off the engine so i never saw coolant leak and i just never checked the coolant why would you because
0: yeah. you don't you don't believe in preventative maintenance
1: i, I had changed the coolant i mean you I
0: believe it. in it you don't have time for it
1: I, well the the other so if the radiator cap was easy to get to i would have done it you have to like actually like put your hand up into like the insulation and like take the cap off and, like, push up on the... T- it's Like, the radiator cap is an inch from the top of what the What a pain in the ass. And then you got to, like, dip your pinky in there because it's, like, a freaking tiny little thing. But otherwise, you... Now I just look at the overflow bottle, which will... It'll suck the overflow bottle dry. Oh, sure. So now I just tap the overflow bottle. And then I, every every single time I stop, I temp gun the generator. Every sense. single time ever since. It makes sense. And I temp gun the hub. So you just check all the things. But, um, yeah, that was stupid. So I had to charge it with this chuchin dying generator. And then... We had to bring in all the transponders the next night after the first day. uh, And charge them again. And charge them again. Because
0: they take, what, 18 hours or so to charge the Yeah, the old ones
1: took longer, too. The old ones took like 21.
0: Yeah, it's a long time. And they were
1: unpredictable, which we're going to rent another batch of the GP stuff for. We have three cases of them. We should buy another case. Yeah, uh, probably going to buy one of GP's old cases because he's probably going to quit this year. So I'm probably going to buy one of his cases used.
0: Of the old transponders? Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's my current thought. Because we only need them twice a year. Unless we can start running even more fine time attack events.
0: Well, or uh, yeah. or we start renting them out.
1: That's true. Um, but, yeah, we're probably going to rent one of his cases for Lime Rock. Because we've got 100 cars and it's Bigfield, the GLC. Yeah, Bigfield. And probably A-Main, B-Main, which will be weird. Yeah. So, that worry. hasn't been
0: announced yet. But no, by but the time, been time been that this releases.
1: Is- it. It's in the schedule now. Uh, Model 3 Challenge, speaking of Model 3s. I talked from, to Sasha a little bit yeah.
0: at uh, Watkins Glen.
1: Yeah, they, when he put it up on after he put it up on a, a barrier, <laughs> but he almost wrecked his car at Watkins Glen. Yeah, yeah, the car's fine. Fixed it, just a little bit of body damage. Neat. Um, but they're going to be running at Lime Rock. That's their first real points event. Uh huh. Um, so they're kind of saving us in a couple respects because we've talked about this before. Sound free, basically. Yep. They're letting us run late. Nice. So they get more charge time. They're going to run first cars out. They're going to run first cars out on Friday. There's sound. Are
0: they charging at the track or are they driving? They're probably going to
1: superchargers. They're sound free uh, from 9 to 10 or quiet from 9 to 10 on Fridays. And after 10, we can go loud. So Model 3 Challenge will take up half of that. And then we'll run some Sunday Cup cars or whatever. Nice. And then at 6, we're supposed to be quiet. But Teslas are quiet. So they'll end the day. We have to get to 6 right on time. But then after that, they can have extra time, whatever. it would be quiet. So our day is longer. And I bought, I bought out half a lunch break. Um, so we got to buy all the workers' lunches. But got 30 minutes there, which gives me about a 45-minute buffer for the worst-case scenario. So Lime Rock will work. Versus last year, it was freaking, like, gun to the head. Got to be done at six. (laughs) Like that's the worst feeling. Uh, So I'm pretty excited actually that model three challenge will be at Lime Rock.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think I think quiet cars are cool.
1: Yeah, I mean they're probably only have half a or a dozen cars. They don't have a ton of them yet. Uh, But it'll be.
0: We should probably do a show with him to talk about it because I don't know
1: enough about it either. Um, Yeah, we can we can ring him up anytime. So that would be a good. He's going to be at uh, Mid Ohio. They're going to do a test run in Mid Ohio of their format. Okay, which you need to be you need to be like versed on it as well. Okay, so, so does John probably um, operations John racetrack operations. So yeah, that'll be fun. It's
0: we uh, the event we did at Barber. Yeah, tell
1: us about. Speaking that. Speaking of John, how was
0: that? Uh, we did an event with Jay Zilla.
1: Um, really like James Our a lot. First like quote unquote franchise. Event.
0: And we sent four people. It was me Emma John and Giles. Mm-hmm. Um, Giles and I did mostly excuse me, Trackside side related stuff. We right. did tech, we did scrutineering, we did kind of instructing their team on how to grid cars and how to like flow the event. Yep. Um, John and I did most of the driver's meeting and Scott was able to contribute there. Emma did all of timing and yep. we ran an event with 45 time attack cars or 48 cars right. at someone else's event, which is really neat. Pretty rad. And um, super low key, Yep. Um,
1: and you and Emma are familiar with Barber. Giles was familiar with Barber. Yep. Um, seemed like, uh, seemed like everybody at DriverWise loved it. S- super fun. Yeah, that's great. Did you take those numbers back or did you leave them on the fence? Uh, no, they're, they're by my car. Okay, throw them in the pick cart when you're done. Yeah. We bought these little little pre-printed numbers that we can hang on the fence. We can probably just leave them on the fence in the future. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They might blow off. Like but. Well, you zip-tied them, right? Yes. Yeah. Probably stay on there. They're pretty strong. So we had three
0: run groups of 18. Unlike any other grid life that we've ever been to, we were on
1: time to the minute for everything. We were almost there this this day.
0: Um, No, I mean like every session released at exactly the scheduled time. Uh, The cleanups were all like...
1: Yeah. We had a little bit extra time because you got three groups in an hour. You can condense that if you have to. Yeah. Um, Having four groups in an hour, yeah. Today was pretty nice because we had four groups in about an hour ten to an hour fifteen. Yep, pretty nice. We can do that. So, but
0: we had a couple of incidents that involved oil cleanup and stuff like that. Right. And Barbara was super, super, like I'm amazing, like real on it. really, really yeah. on top of everything. Good. And uh, yeah, just That's ran right. perfect. Actually,
1: um, I drove my race car today, and those shocks are really good, dude. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, they're really good yeah i i drove it around last night i drove it out i drove it out on the street a little bit and like when i got back i was like man i didn't notice any of the expansion joints at all i had low a low speed compression which would be like driving around the street stuff you know i had low speed compression set to like four out of ten and i like clicked it down a notch also afterwards because i was like man this thing rides really good i was stunned Driven around the paddock and stuff, you know, all the little joints that used to be, like, with a spherical ball bearing bushing everything on a car. Mm-hmm. Well, the car is just crashy. Hit, oh, sure. Hit, hit a little expansion joint in the, in the paddock. It's like, <sighs> not anymore. It's Damn. pretty wild, dude. And out on track, want to hit that curb? It just feels like the car just goes up and down. It's not like a crash at all.
0: Oh, interesting. The uh, high-speed compression is really adjustable. There are a little bit of bumps right into the braking zone on the front straight here. A couple of cars, you can see, upsets the car a decent amount.
1: You know the one car that I noticed, it didn't upset at all? Like every Porsche GT3. Yeah. Got to be something with shock valving on those things, That's or strut dampening or whatever. That's really solid. Like you look at the... like. Uh, Ernestus's crazy unlimited Corvette. And you, like, see the whole thing undulating. Yep. And the purple GT3 right after it, like... Glides sp- over it. Pr- yeah, like, no change. You see the wheel move, and that's it. Yep. But, um, yeah, I was really impressed. Uh, so it's hot. We we tuned it years ago, right after Mikey had a stroke. So we just made it run that day, you know? Um, he, remoted, he remoted it in. And uh, so we tuned it when it was, like, 50 degrees out. And it's running just like ten five rich right now, so I'm gonna pull a little bit of fuel out of boost and try to make it, you know, to where I can just go to Honda Meet and have a good time. So um, this is my Honda Meet shakedown to where maybe I can just put some work in and drive sessions at Honda Meet, not have to think about it. But I want to get it like to the low elevens or mid elevens and air fuels, and then um, should be good. So when I was at when we were pit race. The car ran like pretty solid so it's really just my correction factor in the hall tech's not perfect temperature wise and should be fun i'm looking forward to uh to hunting. I and mean, hopefully the car stays together for a couple sessions tomorrow but
0: cool man yeah. i think we did a show
1: i think so um
0: rate yeah. and review us on itunes or spotify
1: or don't i don't care talk yeah. to you later buddy thanks man. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Grid Live to say hello.